Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 37. I'm Killing Vina. And I'm Zoe Bilal Springer. This week's episode is about the importance of rewarding your clients by implementing a salon loyalty system with Frank DeLuso of Frank DeLuso Hair. And as always, we top off the show with our upcoming Forest Academy webinars. This podcast is produced every Monday morning for your enjoyment with a cup of coffee on your day off. Now, let's get into the show. Good morning. Good morning, Zoe. So we actually have Frank DeLuso on the line here to uh, to go through the importance of a salon loyalty system and how to get your clients coming back to you more often. Frank has over 15 years industry experience and excels in all advanced cutting techniques, as well as being head of education for J Beverly Hills UK, specializing in freehand techniques and color correction. So welcome to the show, Frank. How are things? Good. Thanks, guys. How are you guys? Pretty well. Pretty well. Thanks. It's great to have you on the show. Thanks so much. So, Frank... Thank just... you. I listen to the podcast all the time. They're really good. They're nice to hear. It's good to hear people talking talking about the stuff that we do on a daily basis. It's nice to hear the ideas and make sure we're doing stuff right or keeping us on our toes and the stuff we should be doing better. So, well done, guys, for the podcast. Uh, sure, we do what we can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the shout out on Twitter there. <laughs> So, Frank, I was just having a quick look at your salon and you you only set up, I know you have 15 years industry experience, but you only actually set up Frank DeLuso back in about 2014 and the list of achievements in, in the last three years is unbelievable. Thank you. Well, it was actually our third birthday. It's a bit of a, yeah, it's been a bit of, a, uh, it's been crazy. Uh, you know, working, working in town in the West End, I really just wanted to make a salon environment with an experience. Yeah. Not just somewhere you can go and get your hair cut. Because I firmly believe that wherever you go to get a haircut, I think the minimum requirement is a decent a decent haircut. I think it's the bells and whistles which you, you add on and personalise and customise to your clients and to, to the people around you, to, uh, which also gets through to the staff that work for you. So you kind of give people the best and personal personalised experience you can possibly give them for the, the amount of time they are in your in your salon. So I think it's uh, it's a bit of a milestone for years. It's a hard it's a hard thing to do. Being a salon owner and looking after a bunch of staff is, is never easy but it's always fun. And yeah, it's been really good. Like we've like you say, we we've won a few awards. Uh, it's always nice to get recognition for the business side of stuff as well as the industry side of stuff. I think often people forget that hairdressers don't just cut hair, we have to do the hard stuff behind the scenes and manage the business, manage the retail, manage the staff. We have to manage the marketing, the budgeting, the forecasting, all that stuff is, is a job in itself. And I think it's good to have the accolades and to be rewarded with accolades for doing those things in a good way. Yeah, because like you were saying, like, when you started off, you started off in kind of create styles and color. You wouldn't have started off as a businessman yourself. So you actually had to learn all of this while still keeping your skills going as well. So it all becomes... Well, absolutely. Because, yeah, I'm, I still work full time on the shop floor. So And that's something I love doing. So having someone in front of you and changing the way they completely look is why I'm a hairdresser. Yeah. Running a business now is why I'm staying a hairdresser. I enjoy it. I love sort of doing the other things as well so yeah absolutely it's, it's, it's really good to have your finger in multiple pots within your own salon and, and learning everything because you know life in, in the industry there's so many hairdressers around and to make yourself different is, is the hardest thing and I think for what we're going to talk about later on it, it, it absolutely it, it, 
invaluable to be a little bit different and a little bit more ahead of the curve. And when you start off with no clients and you have to build a business from scratch, it's incredibly difficult, but it's, inc- it's incredibly rewarding when, when it does seem to sort of work and you have the tools at your side in which to make that happen more productively. Yeah. What was kind of your mindset first year? Uh, I suppose it was all about getting your business set up and running. And then the second year, what was your mindset? And then third year? Uh, so I did what most people do. I had an idea of what I'd like to happen and I had a realistic idea of what I think would have happened. <laughs> I think we were quite lucky. We hit, we hit an area which was crying out for something which I wanted to do. And I was very scared initially because when you when you remortgage your house and you do everything from scratch, it's a gamble. Yeah. And you you, you know you, you you hope for the best, but you plan for the worst. We um, probably within six months we'd reached my goals of a year, which is is down to not just me, but the, the girls that work with me and the girls that were learning now are fully fledged hairdressers on the salon floor, you know, working day in day out and. My manageress was my junior. My my assistant manageress is is also was also my assistant, and she's she's they're all really sort of flourishing under their roles. But in the salon, three years later, and now we've expanded the salon too to have a lot more staff and to give me a bit more time to do stuff and to do the, the things behind the scenes. Which now I think the fruits of of a hard labour for three years are starting to show. In, in the people that work here and the people that come in to have their hair done, I think um, I could I could really be happy with how things have gone. I, it, it's a dream come true for the way it's gone. I'd hoped it's gone like this, but you can you can never tell. Yeah, yeah, because we we're just looking. So, not only do like you know the way you could set up a salon, it could be the best looking salon, the most skilled, I suppose, the most expensive designed one but for you again it comes back to it's all about the complete salon experience and offering bespoke hair care advice to your clients but you've managed to do that mix of client focus and skill focus with your staff because you actually train up your own staff as well don't you we yes we have a sort of a mantra in here where everyone that comes in as an assistant will be given the privilege of training within the salon yeah i do work with another with, with an academy as well, and um, together we we commit to that person. They commit to the salon, and we basically plan a structure for them to be on the salon floor within two years with a client base. Because I found probably in the past a lot of people who who leave salons at a young age probably don't get the they don't really get the ability to join the shop floor straight away, or they're regarded as assistants for, forever. Where this way they can. The way I like to teach them and the way they, they join the, the salon floor team is that they go in when they're qualified and they work and they're given the opportunity to, to really flourish in the environment and to grow up within a salon that gives them a chance to be the best they can be at what they do, not keep them back, get them to shampoo or to, to put colours on or take colours off. It's a way for them to progress in their career so that they can get the best work work-life balance within the salon as well as at home. Yeah. You know, no one wants to be an assistant forever. They want to be a hairdresser. So if I can help as many people be hairdressers as possible, I think I've done some of my job by them and they can go off in the future, open their own salons and I'll be incredibly proud and happy for them because 
I think that's one of my, you know, one of my proteges doing well. And that's, what, that's all I can hope for, really. So for you, it's not just building the best team that can work for Frank Deluso. It's actually investing in people to for the best for them because it always comes back to like the happier your staff are to work for you, your clients are going to be happy. Happy that reflects, and because you're actively investing so much into your staff. Absolutely, you, you, with anything in life, you, you get out what you put in, and if you give your staff your attention, your time, your understanding, your the, the benefit of your. Depending on who you ask, wisdom or the, whatever it might be, they will be extremely loyal and happy to work for you, and they'll be motivated, and they will come to work smiling, and they will leave work smiling, and that all transfers. And again, it all goes back to customer experience. If you have someone who's incredibly happy doing your hair, that puts that person completely at ease and gives them a trust in you that you can't really falsify. You know, you can definitely tell when you ask someone to do something and they can't be bothered. But if someone is genuinely motivated to do it, that's quite a big step forward in that relationship between stylist and customer. Well, and I think that that's what that's why it helps. You're actually giving your staff passion and drive because they're not just there to do a job anymore. They're actually there because they want to be and they've got the backing of Frank Deluso hair. Yeah, absolutely. And and of each other, we we work in a way that. No one has their own client. The clients are of the salon. And one day, if I'm busy, maybe someone else can do that person's hair. And because they're all trained by my hand, they all know how, I, how we all work in a very similar way. So just because my price might be a bit more and I might have the benefit of more experience and more industry experience than they don't, they still have the benefit of working under my tutelage for X amount of years. And they know how I would do stuff, and that's how they do stuff. And when they train people, they will train people how I train them. But probably with the more exuberance of youth, which you get learning new techniques that younger people do, and as they go through the industry themselves. And I think, yeah, I'm, that's the way we work. And the passion that I have, and I'm, I'm fairly passionate about what I do and the way I do it. Yeah. And I'm very particular because it's my brand. And... They're particular because they represent my brand and they want the shop to do well because they want the admiration for doing a good job. And I give it to them and their clients give it to them. And which is why when we get the reviews, they're really happy. They go on the Facebook and they see them and they like them and they show their friends. You can't get that feeling back if you don't have that, that kind of extra service. Exactly. Yeah. So your staff are, they're obviously quite inspired to work for you and work at your salon. So we're just going to kind of move it on then. How does that, I suppose, relate then to your, to your clients? So how do you, I suppose, inspire your clients to keep coming back then to your salon? Because we're just looking, we see you're a recipient of the Forest Client Experience Award from 2016. And so your clients yeah. obviously love you. What, what, what do you do as a team to keep your clients interested in coming back to you? I think you have to be very consistent with what you give them. Yep. If you if you serve wine and prosecco and you give nice coffees and you give biscuits, you can't not have that stuff because that they associate the experienced neighbour with that stuff. If you have a particular way of working and a way of approaching and a way of gowning up a client, a, a way of washing their hair, a way of giving them advice with their with their products and the way they should do their hair at home, then you have to be consistent with that. And it is all a a, the relationship between stylist and client is very different in each salon. And I can only speak for the way we've tried to do ours, where 
we do teach our clients to do their hair at home because they've got to wear it every day. Exactly. We only we do it when they come in. So we do try and teach them. We do advise them how to do their hair. We don't advise them what to buy just for the sake of buying products. We want them to buy the right product for them. We feel that the customer experience should have prescribed at home value. So if I do your hair and I say to you, look, maybe you should use this, maybe steal your sister's or your wife's hair dryer or your mum's hair dryer and do it like this, then you're going to go out from the salon and repeat what I've showed you every day. And it adds value to the experience and also adds value to the relationship because you trust me and I've given you advice that I certainly feel will help you in your day-to-day life. Now, if you can transfer that to every aspect of the experience for the client, it'll be a very pleasant time in the salon and they'll go out raving about you and then they will tell their friends and they will tell their family members and they will come back through recommendation and I don't think there is a more positive return on, on a custom experience and other people wanting to also have it. You, you couldn't have said it any better. I mean, like you were saying, basically provide your clients with aftercare because it's all well and good people coming in to get their hair done by you, but you want them to be proud and keep that hair or I suppose keep the consistency over the next few weeks. So so why wouldn't you tell them how to take care of your hair or how to um, manage it with new products or stuff like that every day? You, you're going to want them to keep that style and refer you. Absolutely. I mean, it's almost like a, like a gratis guarantee. If you buy sort of a TV and you have to pay £100 a year to get it fixed just in case it breaks, you're probably not going to buy your funny TV. But if you come to the salon and we give you that aftercare advice for free every time you come in, or maybe you're not a client, maybe you've come in and you've passed and you've seen that we sell something that you, you'd like to have or you're not sure, then we'll have a consultation with you. We'll assess your lifestyle and we'll assess how you live your life. Do you work? Do you get up early? Do you have three kids? you get back late, do you wash your hair once or do you have colour? When we do this, we can prescribe you almost to the letter what your hair needs for your lifestyle in the way you live it. Not how you wish you could live it. Yeah. If you've only got an hour in the morning or you've got 15 minutes in the morning, we'll do our best to maximise that time efficiently so you get the best out of the products of your colour, of your whatever it may be, just just so you have a better quality of life and your hair works with you instead of being the thing that you don't have time to do. So as a client going into Frank Deluso Hair, you're essentially getting a one-to-one bespoke consultation with every session. And like you said, it's bespoke because it's, it's not just, oh, this is how everyone should maintain this treatment or service. It's this is how you should do it in the time you have. Absolutely. Everyone is different. Everyone has different lifestyles, everyone has different ideologies of what their hair should look like and I think you have to you have to be able to understand the client, you have to relate to them in a way that, under, that is understandable by them so yeah. there's no point in using industry jargon on them because they're not hairdressers yeah, you exactly. have to approach them and speak to them one to one Say, you know, they might say I've got three kids, I can't and I only have ten minutes in the morning I said, well, how about if I can do your 10 minutes? If you give me 15 minutes, why don't you do it like this? Or if you take half an hour for a week, then we can make this time go down to 15 minutes. And I can teach you, ultimately, it will take you 10 minutes to do your hair, but you have to take half an hour first, learn to do it, because practice doesn't make perfect, it makes permanent. If you practice something wrong all the time, you're going to do it wrong all the time. If you practice something right all the time, you're going to get better at it, more efficient, faster, and it's going to be better, better for you long term. 
Well, it's going to become habit over time, then, isn't it? Where you're you're going to do it without even realizing. Absolutely, it's got to be part of your. It's got to be part of your day. It's got to be part of your lifestyle in the day. Yeah. Part of your routine. Mm. And these consultations, like they don't even have to. Like you're, we're not talking like half an hour to an hour out of your time per client. This is just a few minutes during your treatment, or even following up your treatment. It's just a couple of minutes out of your day but it's bespoke to every client and that's going to keep them coming back to you more and more and referring and stuff like that. I think also, that's absolutely right. It, it might be five, ten minutes at the beginning of an appointment or maybe join an appointment if they want to change their colour going forward for the summer. Yeah. You can speak to them. You should be speaking about their hair. You know, holidays and such and personal stuff aside, you should be... To, you have an hour with that client or two hours. You should make the most of that time to give them everything they need to know about what you're doing, why you're doing it, show them how you're doing it. And so they trust you. They say, Frank, next time, what can we do? Can we change it? Now, can we give it, maybe a restart, maybe change my colour? These are all opportunities within this time to get more for the client, to get your staff seeing you do stuff that's different. So when you do put stuff on social media, you can show people maybe a complete change in, in, of a cut restyling a new colour on someone and they come and go, I saw that on, on Facebook, I'd love to have that. You know, I think people get very compliant and, yeah, I'll have this and I'll have that, but you have to be actively trying to change the way your clients look and that is all in your consultation because people don't really leave salons because they have a bad experience. Most of the time, they're just bored and they see a colleague or a friend or a family member who's got a particular colour that they like or a particular style and then they'll ask, where'd you get that done? And that's how people lose clients. You have to change the way people look. You have to at least give them the opportunity for change. And I think that's all down to your consultation and how you approach each individual person in a specific way. So once you've got these clients coming back in and, you know, showing showing you their loyalty, at some point, you know, you, you probably thought, well, I need to set up a loyalty system of some sort. How did you go about that? How did, uh, like, how did you pick one? Uh, well, I've been working in salons for for a long time. I've seen many mm-hmm. different types, and yeah. I've kind of within my mind, I've seen stuff that doesn't work, which has helped me find something that does. So, what's so when I did speak to Forrest, I I said I don't want anything where you stand for. I don't want. I want. I don't. And also in my business, I didn't want to set set up a culture of the discount culture. I wanted people to come into us because they love our experience, mm-hmm. and I want to reward the people who come in. I don't, I don't want people to come in because it's thirty percent of color or forty percent of color. I want people to come in regardless of how much it costs because they enjoy the service and they're happy with the results of said service. So when I spoke to Forrest, I said, you know, I've, I've looked into a bit what you guys have. How can we? use it within the salon we've basically gone and got three cards so now we have everyone that comes in the salon will get a key ring with a barcode tagged to that person's account every time that they come in they get a pound and for every pound they spend they get a point if they book online through our app or through the website or through facebook they get double points mm-hmm. and i've also augmented the basic structure of the treat point system so every time they recommend someone they will get 200 points so you're equivalent of spending 200 pounds in the shop so that's your referral scheme as well it's it's amazing it's amazing but my marketing budget is almost zero why because of (laughs) of the treat cards 
because of the tree cards. And anyone who doesn't believe that these things work really should. You have to try it. You have to be very strict with them. You have to be very stick by the rules that you create within your salon environment. But I don't. I don't put adverts in papers. I don't go super local, glossy and put stuff in there. I I have tree cards. Everyone working around who walks around the area of the shop has a tree card. They go. They might go to a branded coffee shop and sit down with their friends, order a coffee, and someone would say, well, "What's that on your keyring?" They say, "These are the points I get for going to Frank de Musso. I've already had three cut blow dry. I've had three forward of highlights. I've had everything." Now. Positive word of mouth is the most valuable marketing you can do. And all you've done is rewarded the people who come in and spend quite a lot of money with you for the most part because the people that spend more get more. And I've got clients who, for example, in the last two years have never paid for a haircut because they've recommended so many people. <laughs> and what more can you do? They deserve every free haircut they get because they're doing the job for me, which for me to do that job would cost me thousands. Yeah. And... All I'm doing is giving them something which they require, they need. They get the full experience of the salon, and it costs them nothing. Yeah, they become your brand I mean, ambassadors. Good words. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but another thing we do say is if someone comes in on a Saturday and has highlights on a Saturday, and they do get a free forehead of highlights, you do it on a Saturday. Because do you know what? They deserve it. They've come in, they've spent X amount of money, they've accumulated X amount of points, they deserve that, that cut and blow dry when they would normally have it. That's very interesting. Because moving the benchmarks, they're going to get a bit annoyed because they think, well, I've come in every Saturday for two years. I would like to come in on a Saturday to have my, my highlights done. Why do I have to come in on a Monday afternoon when I'm not busy? Because I'm busy then. So you have to reward people in, in the right way. And I think, like I said to you, the, the, the rewards for the, the salon itself for this far outweigh any other loyalty team I've ever had in the past, in the past 20 years, any other salon I've worked in. What were the previous ones that you came across that you just thought, nah, not for you? Like the usual kind of the old-fashioned sort of coffee shop stamp. Every time you have a coffee, every time you have a haircut, you get a stamp. Because people lose these cards. They Then they go, well, I had 10 stamps. And you like, you can't disprove it. Yeah. And you can't... It, it's difficult because you can't track anything. <laughs> to be quite honest, I've done a discount since you opened I'm not giving anyone 10% of anything. We did an initial launch where we had no clients, where we had the first week of open, the first day we did free services for everything, for everyone. Free? By appointment only. So we, free, gratis, for wow. nothing. We had to really give a positive buzz about a new business. And the only way that you're going to really do that to make people stand up and listen is you've got to show people what you're about and in the way you do it. So we said the first day, we have one on a Saturday, we did it for free. The first week, we did 60% of everything. The second week, we did 30% of everything. The third week, 15% of everything. For the rest of the, every single day since then, I have not given one single 1% discount to anyone because our value should not be discounted. I'd rather give it away to a free and free card to the people who deserve it rather than giving it as a discount. If I... So I'll give an example. If I do, if I've got a, a shop and I do thirty percent off colour on a Tuesday, yeah, and I do your hair every month, I do your routine, and you see that I've got a discount going, and you call me at the shop and you say, Frank, can you do my colour? I'm fully booked. And I look through the book 
And everyone I see only comes in when it's cheap. The only person who's losing out there is the person who comes in every month who really does deserve that discount. They're the lifeblood of my salon. They're the ones that should be rewarded. Henceforth, these tree cards, that's what they've done. And there's two... If, someone, if I get guys that come in every month, they, get, they more or less will get a haircut free every strip haircut. And there's two sides to this discounting culture, isn't there? Because we say, like, we always see this marketplace thing going on that a lot of salon owners are talking about joining and stuff. It's basically, like you said, it's massive discounting. It's not even like 15 to 30%. Some of these guys are discounting 60 to 80% off their service. So you've got A here where I'm a new client. Of course, I'm going to keep going to you if you're giving me 60% off every time. But then you might have a current client who's paying full price every week. And then they see they're paying full price. I'm getting 60% off, but I'm salon hopping then because I'm not going to go back to you and pay the full price when you gave me 60% off last week. Then there's the other side of it where you yourself, you're a highly skilled man. I'm looking at like all the awards, everything is hard earned. Why would you discount your services then? Like why should you cheapen everything you've had to study and learn? Absolutely. Because it's, it's not just a haircut. It's, it, like you say, everything you've learned and everything I've put into this place. I mean, when you work six to seven days in a place, you make it you, the best version of what you could do. This is what it is. Come in, enjoy it. You will get, if you're spending £120 and you're booked online, you're going to get 240 points. Yeah. If you re- then recommend three people, you're going to get another 600 points. If you come in again for another another service of 120 quid, your next haircut's free. You've only been in twice. This is this is how it works. It's amazing. I can't tell you the referrals. And every time someone gets a text, they thank you for referring X person for to Frank Deluso. Here's two hundred points on your tree card. I mean, the other thing I the other thing I use it for is on the tree card is I've got my own product range. So if you don't want to necessarily have a service, you can then get a product free yeah. with your points. Mm-hmm. This gives me. This gives people a way to sample my products for free to play with them, to show people them and have them in their bathroom. And also, seeing my branding all the time in their own house is going to reaffirm our relationship. It's going to make them think, oh, I need my hair done, or I need to get to work, or I should go and see the girls at Frank DeLusso, I need my hair cut, I need my colour done, I need to go and see Frank, I need to have my balayage done. It, it reaffirms all these little things, and you're... Again, you're not marketing. You're not paying for marketing. This is free. You're giving this free. You're giving a sense of worth. You're giving a sense of loyalty for free. And there's not a lot of other ways you could do that, I find, other than the tree card system. And we find for us it works so, so well. So well. And you're saying there you're giving treatments and products away for free. Um, the tree card, like you can see like that with your own products, test them. It's great for seeing if people will buy the product before you go bulk buying and ordering them in. It's good to kind of, like you said. Exactly. Yeah, so like you said, sample. But it also removes this, just, I know I'm coming back to it again, but this discounting culture, like you said, you've essentially no marketing budget and you never discount anymore. And we want to, we want to move away from this discounting culture. So for you, the tree card, essentially the answer to that. But it is because, like you said, discount culture works in such a way that if you go and shopping and you see something discounted, it's probably old stock or stuff that no one wants. Yeah. So you're not getting premium stuff; you're getting stuff that no one wants. Exactly. So why would you, 
if you if I see a salon that's doing their sixty percent off colour, all I think is maybe they're not busy. I'd rather people come in because of us, not in spite of the price. Yeah. And I think that's what the discount culture promotes. You're either going to be a salon who discounts everything and gets people coming through the door. You're not really promoting loyalty. You're promoting basically people who come in on Groupon or on on discounts or on whatever it might be. And they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna be loyal. They're gonna come there purposefully for that one time. Now, unless you're on a high street where you've got the football and you're near a busy, if you're near Clapham Junction or Waterloo Station or somewhere where footfall is so heavy that that's not an issue, that's a different way, of, different business model, a different way to run your business. But if you are a destination place, you're in a a village or you're in somewhere where you you're seeing the same people constantly, and you need to reaffirm your relationship and you need to give something back. This works. Yeah, and just like you were saying, so you're giving something back. I know we keep saying free treats, but the, the treats aren't actually free um, on your side of things, are they? Because the way the treat card points are worked out, it ends up being something like they've paid for that service 12 times twelve times before you've rewarded Over. it. Or if it's a product, they've paid for it yeah. six times. So for you, it's not actually yeah. giving free treats. It's actually increasing your revenue. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Because they're going to come through. I've got, I've got my credit card. Did you scan my card? It, you, you create such a culture of a loyalty scheme within my salon that people ask, oh, I forgot my card. What do I do? I said, don't worry. I put them on manually for you today. You come and bring your card next time. So you're creating this culture within the salon that it, nothing's for nothing in this world, unfortunately. And yes, it, it, it does bring me revenue. Absolutely, it does. You know, it has to. Otherwise, it's not worth me doing it. Yeah. But also... I care about my clients and if they see that they're getting something, they're going to continue to come to me. That's the USP that not many people can or will offer or understand how it can help. You know, so like I said, I'm very passionate about my customer experience and part of my customer experience is, is giving them as much as I can budgeted in the way that I can afford to do it. And if I can afford to give them a free haircut because they've come in all year and spent X amount with us, then they should get a free haircut or a free colour. Because these are the people, like I said before, these are the lifeblood of my of my business. Without my clients, I don't go home with anything. Yeah. I don't pay my mortgage. I don't you know, I don't I don't I can't pay my rent on my shop. I can't pay the light, the heating. They have to come in and spend money and rewarding the people that come to you promotes loyalty. And these treat cards are a loyalty scheme and it's invaluable. I can't, I can't stress how much it's really helped us in the last. We've had it running for two and a half years now, and even with the salon selfies and stuff, when they do the when they do the reviews, you know they get extra points for these. Yeah. You know, so obviously you're doing their hair. They're going home. They t- they're doing the work for you. They put the pictures from their phone to you for you to post. Yeah. They're doing all the stuff that for you for points. They're, they're entrenched in your culture of your salon. That's what you want them to do. And I think, you know, there's nothing nicer than you see a picture of someone that you've done their hair four hours ago. They're going out and they've done a picture in their bathroom or in their living room or they've got their kids to hold the phone and take a picture of their husband and they send it to you. That means they're happy. And if they're happy, it means they'll come back. And if they come back, they'll do it again. 
Well, listen, Frank, on that happy note, um, I think we're going to wrap it up now. But I uh, honestly don't think you could say any more. Like, yeah. it just, you really nailed it on the head there. Like, <laughs> like you were saying, you're only in your business for the last two and a half years. The tree cards have worked brilliant for you in terms of new clients, client retention, and revenue. But not only that, you've actually managed to change your client's mindset. So now when they think of Frank DeLuso, they're not thinking of discounts or cheap services. They're actually thinking, I need to bring my tree card. So whenever they're thinking of a new haircut, yeah. they're thinking, oh, salon selfie, refer a friend. So you've changed their mindsets and habits that now the tree card is essentially stuck there yeah. with you. So yeah. that, that's amazing. That's absolutely brilliant, Frank. Thank you. Well, it's, it's, it's obviously, it helps when you have the right infrastructure behind you to help you do it. Yeah. You know, it helps uh, immensely with that, yeah. Well, Frank, thanks a million for joining the show. Um, Really good episode. Very enlightening. Very enlightening. And again, uh, a belated happy birthday to Frank the Luso (laughs) here. Yeah, from all the Demon Forest. (laughs) From all the Demon Forest. (laughs) Thanks very much. Keep up the good work as well. All the best now. So on that note, then, we move into our webinars. Yes. And, and we I actually think have a new one this week, don't that's we? That's what I was saying. You look pretty excited about it. <laughs> well, it just kind of follows on from what Frank DeLuso was talking about there. So this is the first of our Salon Growth Series. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be focusing on one topic every month. So there's going to be a webinar every week. And this is for clients, month. correct? This is for clients, yeah. So the first of the Salon Growth Series is how to get clients in more often, spending more. And what we're going to focus on in this webinar is like I said, how to get them in more, spending more, why it's important to reward your clients, so just like what Frank was saying, uh, what works for other salons. We're going to see what other salons are trying, what does and doesn't work, mm-hmm. and I suppose what you can implement. Uh, how can you increase your referrals and promote client retention? And most importantly, how can you increase your revenue by over that 20% mark? So that webinar is on August the 10th. It's from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m., Irish time. So if you're over in Eastern New York, it's 10 a.m. 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. So you can join that through the uh, Facebook page. It's in the events section or you will get an SMS or an email during the week about that one. So that's that's one that's worth jumping on board. Just kind of see what areas of your salon you can kind of work on. Yeah, so that's that's specifically for forest clients. And if we go uh, on a broader scale, um, we have the Instagram Masterclass coming up on August 21st, and that's open to everyone. And that's the very first one. So um, it'd be really interesting to see how that goes. And, uh, you know, if you have any questions about Instagram at all, jump on board and ask them there. Chris Brennan, is uh, going to lead that one and it's the same time again so August 21st 3pm to 4pm UK Ireland time or 10am to 11am US Eastern time yep so as always if there's anything you want to hear on the show if there's any particular person you want on the show or even if you want us to create a whole new webinar for you (laughs) give us a shout let us know give us some feedback so I hope you enjoyed this episode and you have a really good week we will catch you next Monday all the best